Hello, everyone, and welcome to Play by Play. It's the Jamie Yarrow Podcast, the podcast you rely on for your daily dose of everything from business to wellness to parenting to sports. You get it all here. And we don't just talk about it, we give you the play by play. Don't forget, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the TuneIn Radio app, and of course, on Podbean. We love them because that's where we're hosted. When searching any of the listening platforms, just search PXP and you should be able to find us. And if you like what you hear, please be sure to subscribe and share us with your family and friends. That would be the greatest compliment that you could give us. Now, let's get ready for today's play-by-play. I am Jam and Jamie, and kickoff is counting down. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening. Today, I want to start the episode with a clip of one of my favorite movies, A Few Good Men. So listen to this. Sir. A moment ago, you said that you ordered Lieutenant Kendrick to tell his men that Santiago wasn't to be touched. That's right. And Lieutenant Kendrick was clear on what you wanted? Crystal. Any chance Lieutenant Kendrick ignored the order? Ignored the order? Any chance he forgot about it? No. Any chance Lieutenant Kendrick left your office and said, the old man is wrong? No. When Lieutenant Kendrick spoke to the platoon and ordered them not to touch Santiago, any chance they ignored him? You ever served in an infantry unit, son? No, sir. Ever served in a forward area? No, sir. Ever put your life in another man's hands? Asked him to put his life in yours? No, sir. We follow orders, son. We follow orders or people die. It's that simple. Are we clear? Yes, sir. Are we clear? Crystal. I love that movie. It's one of my really favorites. It's probably in my top five, maybe of all time. Uh, it, it'll probably age me, but that movie came out when I was in basic training in 1993. So those of you that are thinking about when that movie came out, it probably ages you a little bit as well. The thing I love about that and a lesson that we can take from that movie clip and apply it to our lives, both in business and personal, uh, is what I want to talk about today. I want to talk to you sort of at a high level, but but we're going to include some play-by-plays in here as well, about the need for effective closed-loop communication. When we talk about communication, just at the very essence of communication, we're talking about a message being sent and a message being received. And to have good, clear communication, we want the same message sent to be the same message that's received, right? In the healthcare space, you know, we used to um, practice this thing, uh, closed-loop communication, when we were uh, working on a critical patient. Uh, maybe there was someone who was having a heart attack or uh, they'd gone into cardiac arrest, and there was a team leader that may have been um, calling the shots for that particular, uh, you know, uh, time when we were working on a patient, and the team leader would call out a particular task. Maybe it was a medication that needed to be given. And whoever it was that was going to fulfill that task would repeat that order back. So, you know, someone might say, uh, give one milligram of epinephrine. And then whoever it was that was performing the task would repeat that and say, 
giving one milligram of epinephrine. And, and that allowed for a crystal clear closed loop communication to make sure that there wasn't a mistake in the translation. So there wasn't a mistake in uh, the message that was sent and how it was received. And so we would, we would repeat that really almost verbatim. Now, when it comes to communication, I'm not advocating that everything that you hear needs to be repeated verbatim like we did in those scenarios to make sure that the message was received as it was intended. But there is some good takeaways that we can uh, apply to our business life and our personal life that will really help to avoid conflict and help to ensure that uh, we are communicating effectively. Um, How much conflict could be avoided if you, everything that you communicated was received in the manner in which you meant it to be. That isn't always the case, right? I mean, sometimes we say something and uh, the outcome is not what we anticipated and the person comes back and says, well, I, I didn't understand. I thought you meant this or uh, I, I, I didn't understand what you were saying, so I went this direction. Uh, you know, we're not mind readers and neither are the people that we are communicating with. And while we can't avoid you know, all conflicts due to miscommunication, what if we could prevent some of them? Or what if we could, you know, eliminate some of those miscommunications? It's an interesting story that I heard uh, on a podcast a long time ago. Uh, it's about these guys that their job is to set off avalanches, right? So they go out, uh, they, they ride out into these ski slopes and uh, on their snowmobiles, and they have these guns that launch, uh, you know, like... Uh, almost like grenade launchers, and they, uh, they find areas that have the potential for uh, having avalanches, and they, you know, they shoot this grenade launcher up into that avalanche to intentionally set off the avalanche. And so what they're doing, in essence, is they're anticipating something bad happening, and they are you know, heading it off at the pass. They're, they're preventing something bad happening by being proactive. And so this is what I'm talking about is being proactive in ensuring that we are effectively communicating with our coworkers or our boss or our uh, employees or our family or our friends. I want to give you two specific things that you can put into practice today in your both professional and personal life, that's going to help improve your communication by taking advantage of this closed-loop communication philosophy. So those two things are, when you finish a meeting with somebody, when you finish a conversation with somebody, number one, just summarize what what, what the outcome is. Summarize what the expectations are. Summarize what your what the takeaway is. So you, you were asked to do something or you, you, you agreed to do something in this particular meeting and summarize that so that everybody's on the same page. And secondly, if that's not an option or maybe you're in a meeting setting or uh, maybe you, you need to go back and compile your notes and put something together more formal, send an email summary and send an email and said, you know, dear boss, uh, following up on our meeting today, I just want to... Uh, make sure that we're on the same page, and this is my takeaway from the meeting. These are the expectations that you have for me, something like that. And what you're going to do is, number one, you're going to come across as being very professional and very proactive because most people aren't going to do this. Uh, Most people are just going to wing it, and uh, there's just going to be miscommunication, and that's just part of, uh, you know, what we deal with on a day-to-day basis, but it doesn't have to be that way. My summary might look something like this. So I finish a meeting. Um, I've been given a task to do. 
And so I'm summarizing by saying, okay, so uh, just to make sure we're on the same page and I'm meeting expectations, you want me to uh, look through our existing client list. You want me to find all of those people that live in Alabama. And then I'm going to send them all a letter telling them what new services we offer. And then following that letter, I'm going to follow up with each of those prospective clients in seven days. And I also am going to create a tracking mechanism to determine what the ROI of this project is. And then I'm going to provide you with an update on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Is that right? Anything else that I missed or are we all on the same page? And if I'm your supervisor, I'm going to be like, wow, yeah, that's awesome. No, that's exactly what I meant. That's perfect. We're on the same page. And look, there's no miscommunication down the road, right? So the exact same thing that was communicated out was received, and there's confirmation of that. Um, If there was anything missing, it's a perfect time to correct it, fix it, fine-tune it, and then you walk away with the exact uh, list or or steps or, you know, expectation, understanding of of what is moving forward. Uh, You can do that, you know, face-to-face, summarizing just as the meeting ends. You can do that with an email, like I said. Um, And also what's going to happen is this is going to set you apart from the other people that you work with, because they're not going to be doing this kind of thing. Uh, I'm telling you that this is a rare thing that people do, that they take, uh, you know, a positive, deliberate effort to ensure that the communication uh, was accurate between, between those two people. Avoiding miscommunications has effects that are far more reaching than just making sure that, you know, you've got the right steps moving forward. Um, you know, aside from avoiding conflict, because, doesn't this miscommunication often present conflict in the workplace or in our homes? Uh, you you asked your kids to do something and they completely missed what you were talking about. And they said, well, I didn't understand. Whose fault is that? If the person that we are talking to or providing instructions to doesn't understand what we are telling them, whose fault is that? That's my fault. I'm the communicator. The onus is on me to make sure that my message is received clearly. And so, you know, if you're a supervisor or maybe, you know, in your parental role, um, don't hesitate to ask whoever you're talking to, hey, can you, you know, can you repeat back to me? Can you give me kind of a summary of, of what we talked about to make sure that we're on the same page? It doesn't have to be that the person who's receiving the communication is the first person to initiate this conversation. Maybe you, as the communicator, should initiate the conversation if the other person is not. The onus is on you if you're the one that's providing the communication to make sure that it's received appropriately. And oftentimes, we don't play that role, right? We want to blame the other person because they didn't understand what we said. In actuality, it's on us to make sure that they understand what we say. So avoiding conflict is certainly one of the reasons that we want to have crystal clear communication. Another thing that we consider is the amount of time that it saves. You know, if you're not sure about what the project entails and you go down the road and you work on it for, you know, days or a week or longer and you weren't headed in the right direction, look at all the time that was wasted. Um, Another thing could be, you know, kind of in line with the time is the amount of money that could be saved or wasted. Uh, When we communicate properly instructions to a project or a task or whatever that might be, then we're going to save money by just the fact that we're saving time, right? Uh, it also shows responsibility. Um, you know, between 
uh, an employer or an employee or a parent and a child, or if you're asking to make sure that the information that you received is what was intended or you are the sender of that message and you're wanting to make sure that it was received appropriately, it shows responsibility. Um, another thing that it does is it shows that you care for that other person. Look, if I want to make sure that you're hearing me properly, I care about what, you know, I care about the outcome. I care about, you know, whether we have a good crystal clear communication. Um, from an accountability perspective, you know, one of the steps in holding people accountable is making sure that there's clear expectations that have been established or clear understanding. And so it's very challenging for you to effectively hold someone accountable for not meeting your expectations if you didn't clearly provide those expectations. And this is something that, from an accountability perspective, that we work on with supervisors to make sure that they are delivering clear expectations. The other thing that I would bring up about, you know, avoiding miscommunication or um, being proactive is to pay attention to nonverbal signals. Oftentimes we can uh, pick up on signals that are you know, indicating, hey, I'm not really sure that I understand what you're asking. And so as a sender of a message, as the initiator of the message, uh, I can pick up on nonverbal signals. You know, sometimes you can just look at somebody and, they, and you can tell, I don't think they really understand where I'm going with this or the way that I'm explaining it is not sinking in, right? So I need to figure out a way, a better way to explain it. You've heard the old saying that if you can't uh, explain something to the level that a child could understand it, that maybe you don't know it well enough. And I, I am sure that there's different variations of that. But the point is that if, if the message that I'm trying to send is not being received right, um, I might need to change the manner in which I am sending that message. Uh, maybe I need to change the way I'm explaining something, or maybe I need to change the, the method of the communication so that it is understood, because ultimately that's what we want. We want there to be good crystal clear communication, just like in the movie A Few Good Men. He said, are we clear? Yes. Are we clear? Crystal. So they made sure that there was crystal clear communication. And that's what we want to have in our life, in our business life, our personal life. We want to have crystal clear communication. Uh, And that avoids conflict. It saves time. It saves money. Uh, It shows how responsible we can be. It shows that we care for the other person. uh, And it allows us to then hold uh, a level of accountability uh, to those that are involved in the project because we have clearly defined what those expectations are. So my challenge to you is to practice effective closed-loop communication and see how much better your messages are sent and received. It might take some practice. And you may have to work on it a little bit, but over time, you'll become very effective at sending and receiving closed-loop communication, and I think you'll find it to be very advantageous. Well, that's going to wrap it up for me today. You got questions or comments? We'd love to hear from you. Our contact information is in the description of our podcast. Thanks for listening to Play by Play, and we hope that something that we said today helps you to become a better version of yourself. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and share on whatever platform you're using. My name is Jam and Jamie, and I hope you have a fabulous day.